Now, I feel financial literacy is a very useful tool. However, it's a conversation that is not talked about in many schools across America. Now, in the U.S., only 25 states require financial education to be taught in high school. And as a result, many young adults struggle to manage their money properly or even become more at risk of accumulating high debt in the future. Now, I feel since children spend most of their younger years in school, a portion of the curriculum should emphasize the importance of managing money, maintaining a decent credit score, and understanding the importance of, you know, not accumulating too much financial debt. I also suggest that financial education be a mandatory lesson in grade school for all states. I feel this would only strengthen the minds in all the communities across the country and also allow more economic opportunity for future generations. Now, when we talk about financial literacy, I know this is a conversation that we cannot address in one episode. So this is going to be an episode where, you know, we pretty much start off talking about, you know, what financial literacy is. And also I want to talk about some of the research I've done in regards to financial literacy. Now, as I was stating, this is a conversation where we're more than likely going to, you know, spread out over a course of a few episodes. I'm definitely going to invite a few people on to give their insight and give their, you know, view on how important financial literacy is. Because uh, growing up in America, you know, when you look at the have and the have not, you know, you really want to understand why the, you know, income gap is so crazy. You know what I'm saying? Me being, you know, considered someone of a minority group, me being a person of color, you know, I am definitely blessed to be who I am. But I do understand by, you know, being from the South and being someone of color, we have struggled in many ways when it comes to financial literacy due to a lot of different you know, reasons, but this is something I definitely want to address. And this is something that, like I say, I want to allow a space for all of us to learn from each other. And so um, people who definitely are tuning in, if you definitely, you know, have comments or would like to come on an AB podcast and address financial literacy and other conversations that we talk, definitely feel free to reach out to me. Um, you can definitely catch me at, you know, the AB podcast on Instagram. And also you can definitely, you know, feel free to subscribe to the AB podcast and stay up to date on future episodes. Um, But like I say, we're definitely going to, you know, get in, you know, and talk about, you know, some research I've done back in 2018, as opposed to 2021, you know, as we are in a pandemic right now. And this is really one of the most important times where we need to be addressing financial literacy, because, you know, with many people being laid off, many people trying to find work. This is a time where we need to be investing properly. This is the time where we need to be saving. And this is the time where we need to be educating ourselves, educating our communities on how we can pretty much make sure that we are financially stable for any situation. So you don't want to just be sitting around saying, hey, I got money to spend and, you know, something happens and you're just trying to figure it out. You want to be in a situation where if, you know, you were to have been laid off or if you needed to take some time off from work or if you, you know, were not doing good in your business in the current moment, you want to have some capital put aside to where you don't have to stress out in those first few weeks when you're trying to figure out, you know, whether you're going to find another job or how you're going to find income or whatever the case may be. So let's go ahead and get 
on some of the research I've been talking about. And like I say, this will be a conversation that we will be addressing over the next few weeks um, and even months. Who's to say this is something that's going to be ongoing because I've always been a fan of financial literacy and I want to learn more. I want to increase my knowledge so I can, you know, pick the right stocks and investments and, you know, make the right business moves. So let's go ahead and tune in and have a good conversation. This is your boy with the AB podcast. Now, financial literacy can be defined as the education and understanding of many financial areas, including topics related to operating personal finances, investing and money. Now, ultimately, this information motivates people to make wiser spending habits when it comes down to financial literacy and also obtain a decent savings account and even avoid high amounts of financial debt. Now, some would argue that financial literacy is something that's really not important to them. Some may even say that I don't understand this. This may be hard to grasp, but I can definitely assure you the people who are tuning into my podcast, all of you all are very smart and capable of understanding anything. And like I say, you all bring knowledge to the table as well that you could also come on this podcast and talk about. Um, So I'm definitely interested in seeing your aspect. Uh, But basically, some more research I did uh, with the National Treasurer, um, additional research have shown that college students from states where financial literacy course where a financial literacy course was required uh, in grade school had the highest reported financial knowledge and were more likely to display uh, responsible financial behaviors as a co- compared to students who were not aware of financial literacy in grade school. Now, as I was stating, the college students um, who actually took a financial course in high school were more likely to save money for emergency funds. They were less likely to max out on their credit cards, less likely to be compulsive buyers, and more likely to maintain a decent credit score and everyone knows if your credit ain't right ain't nobody messing with you so i definitely encourage you to go ahead and check out your credit report see what's on your credit report now a lot of you out there listening may have substantial credit everyone may be having a decent credit score and that's a beautiful thing that's an amazing thing and i encourage everyone to keep that credit score up because that is what your life depends on when it comes down to home ownership investments owning property getting business loans all that good stuff. Now, um, if you definitely want to look at your credit report and see what you may have on your credit report, like I say, this is mainly for a lot of people who may have went to school, who may have loans, who may have taken out different, you know, things to pretty much get them through life. Definitely go ahead and review your credit report. You can actually view your credit report free of charge at annualcreditreport.com. This is a free site. This is not a scam site. This is a real site dedicated to actually allowing you to view your credit report free of charge. Now, I know recently they only allowed you to access the annualcreditreport.com free uh, once a year for all three creditors. But I will say now with the pandemic going on, they're actually allowing people to check their credit report every week. All three credit reports every week, um, you know, until everything kind of plays out with this pandemic. So definitely check out annual credit report. Now with annual credit report, you're not going to have access to your credit score. Now I know there may be some options and features to pay additional costs to get access to your credit report. I mean, your credit score, but there are other uh, sites out there that will, you know, allow you to see your credit score for free of charge. But I will also keep in mind sometimes when you are going through the third party, you know, websites like Credit Karma, and stuff like that, you may not actually see the correct credit score because most creditors actually go off the FICO score 
as opposed to the vanish score. Now, those are two scores that are similar in their own right. But, you know, most creditors actually, according to myfico.com, 90% of the lenders and people who are, you know, you know, giving out the money for the homes and giving out the money for the different loans and stuff like that, they're actually looking at your uh, FICO score. Now, with the FICO score, this definitely consists of credit utilization, payment history, you know, and many different factors, you know, debt to income ratio and stuff like that, you know, when it comes down to wanting to lend you something or lend you money for, you know, whatever the situation is. So just keep in mind, you can go to annualcreditreport.com and view your credit report. And like I say, most banks now, you can actually download your app. They give you free access to your credit score. And also, you know, you can actually view some of your credit reports on your banking apps. I actually bank with Chase and a few other banks. And um, I know noticed that they actually give me the option to actually view my credit report and keep me up to date on different alerts and stuff. So, so far stuff been looking good and I'm trying to keep it that way. So like I say, definitely don't feel like you got to check it every single day, but get in the habit of, you know, making sure that everything on your report is accurate because another thing, and a lot of times, sometimes you could have things on your credit report that are actually not, you know, real information. So if you do need to dispute this information before you apply for a loan or for an apartment or for a house or, you know, for a boat or whatever you're trying to get a loan for, or get, you know, an advance on, you want to make sure that you don't have anything on your report that is not supposed to be there. So keep in mind that it is super important to keep up to date with the report. And I'm sorry, I can't stretch it enough. I know I went on a tangent about it, but just keep that credit up to par. All right. So I want to ask you all a question. How do you all feel about the 50-30-20 method? Now, the 50-30-20 method is a method that many Americans and many people across the globe use when it comes down to their everyday finances and income. Now, with this 50-30-20 method, it basically designs a percentage of what they feel is most important when it comes down to your income. And now 50%, according to this method, should go towards your housing, transportation, insurance, groceries, healthcare, and utilities. Now, these would be your needs, your necessities in life, the things that we cannot live without. Now, 30% of your income would go towards, you know, your entertainment, your fun, you know, buying technology, things that make you happy. And now the remaining 20% should actually go towards your financial future. This would be paying down debt, building up your savings, you know, paying off student loans or whatever the case may be. So that's why I say I have a question for you all. Is this something that works for you? Is this something that you agree with? Now, I know for me, when I first started college, I really tried to practice the 50, 30, 20 method to the best of my ability. But, you know, going to college, you know, having different things that you're learning and, you know, trying to juggle, you know, working and go to school. Sometimes it wasn't, you know, in my you know best interest to practice that method. But over time, you know, it was something that did help me, you know, as far as like with balancing my budget and, you know, really thinking about what was most important, you know, in my life when it came down to necessity. So if it you know, came down to me, you know, skipping, you know, going out to the bar and a club with my friends and saving that $50. I would do that because I realized, you know, I was going out of out, out of a real large amount of money, you know, for things that really wasn't going to bring value to my life in the future. Now, I don't mean don't go out and have fun with your friends and family. You have to enjoy your life, but also be, you know, wise in understanding that, you know, we want to live long and we want to have families and we want to be able to take care of 
of ourselves and our families uh, 20 and 30 from 30 years from now. So we want to just be in a position where we are practicing, you know, budgeting and stuff like that. So like I say, for many people, 50, 30, 20 method works when it comes down to you, to your uh, income every year. Some people can actually put 50 percent towards their necessities and 30 percent towards their wants and then 20 percent towards their financial future. But if you're in a position to put 80 percent towards your financial future, go for it. You know, a lot of people I've been running into lately, they're actually able to live off five hundred dollars a month. Um, They may be renting, you know, a room from someone. They may be, you know, staying with a family member just to save money right now. Whatever the case may be to get you to your financial goal or get you to financial freedom, do what is necessary. So if it's 50 percent going towards your financial future, do that. But also try to research different methods that work for you. Everyone's situation is unique. Some people, you know, come from generational wealth, which is very, very amazing where they have money set aside for them for, you know, the future. But for the ones who are not in that position, make sure you are in a position where you are saving and being responsible. And, you know, like I say, budgeting, you know, as young adults, we have to keep in mind that 20, 30 years from now, we don't know what the economy will look like. We don't know what our jobs and, you know, professions will look like. A lot of people, um, jobs are being replaced by technology and robots. We don't know. So we would just want to make sure we're making the wise choice to put ourselves in a position to be our own boss. I don't want to have to worry about Social Security when I'm 65 years old. That's a blessing to have it. But who's to say it'll be here, you know, with the way things are going. So just, you know, really sit down, think about what's important to you. You know, are you able to put 50 percent towards your needs or is that something that you could, you know, decrease and say, hey, I only want to put 40 percent towards my uh, necessities and maybe 10 percent. But toward, you know, towards my wants and need, just think about what's important, what's going to benefit you in the long run. Is this going to bring value to my life or is this going to bring something to my life that only caused my life to depreciate in value? So let's really think about this and really analyze the importance of financial literacy. Now, as I was stating, this is a conversation we're going to address over many courses of episodes. And I really want you all to really sit down and think about it. Ask yourself some questions about financial literacy. And definitely, if you do want to come on to the AB podcast and give your input and even have questions about financial literacy, feel free to reach out to me. This is the AB podcast, and I look forward to speaking with you all soon. Now, also, today is Black History Month. I am super excited, and I look forward to talking about many different things about Black history. So this is the perfect time. We're going to talk about financial literacy. We're going to talk about a few amazing stories regarding Black history this month. So I hope you all stay blessed, keep encouraged, and do whatever is necessary. And I look forward to speaking with you soon on part two of the financial literacy episodes. All right, what's going on? It's your boy AB with the AB Podcast. On this podcast, we will talk motivation, entrepreneurship, self-care, and more. 2021 has many amazing opportunities available. Let's take more action every day to ensure we are reaching our greatest potential. Feel free to subscribe to the AB Podcast and look forward to content that is all about bringing value in one's life.